Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hour number two, Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Recent college graduates are failing at job interviews. That according to a new study by um, Intelligent. I think, yeah, it's a uh, New Jersey-based research group called Intelligent, which, I mean, how intelligent are they if they're based in New Jersey? That's... I kid, Jersey, I kid. Developmental setbacks from various factors have appeared to delay communication skills among Gen Z grads, and employers are taking notice. So the study was done in December, uh, so last month. They surveyed 800 U.S. managers, directors, and executives who are involved in the hiring process. And the respondents reported that Gen Z candidates struggle to pick up professional cues, causing 39% of employers to favor hiring older candidates. Professional cues, not picking up professional cues. I'm not sure what all they mean by that. Is that like, you know, oh, hey, Stop talking and, like, start working or, hey, maybe you shouldn't be looking at your phone. About 60% of employers said they are willing to offer more benefits and pay higher salaries in order to attract older workers rather than recent grads. For that same reason, 48% of employers are offering remote or hybrid positions to older employees, 46% are willing to hire overqualified candidates. I mean, well, I mean, so that's like half, right? It's like half. Half of the emplo- uh, half of the employers. But doesn't that, uh, like to me that kind of makes sense. There are a lot of people attacking Gen Z over these numbers, but it kind of makes sense cuz all things being equal, wouldn't you rather have somebody who's a little bit older, knows their way around a workplace environment, has some experience, right? One in five employers reported that recent college graduates, though, are generally unprepared when it comes to interviewing for a job. Interviewing for a job. More than, and, and okay, so, the, all right, the low-hanging fruit here is to just bash colleges. And I'm totally here for that. I'm totally fine dragging the colleges universities for not preparing these graduates for job interviews. Totally fine dragging them. But part of it also has to be laid at the feet of the people doing the interviewing. No, because like they're just looking for reasons to kick people out of the pool. That's I remember there was a book I read years ago. Actually, I I can tell you when it was when I got laid off from uh, WBT back in 2011. And 
Uh, my brother lent me his copy of a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And I remember there was a part where they were talking about uh, the most effective ways to get hired. And they and what they said at the time, I don't know if it's the case now. It very well may have changed. I don't know. But the um, the most effective way it, to get a job is what he called the uh, yellow book method. The yellow book method, which is you go or the yellow pages. You go through the yellow pages and you find companies that you want to go work for. And then you go to them. You just walk in the door and you say, I would like to speak with somebody about giving them my resume, any potential job openings, whatever. And what was interesting was that the people who own the company have a different view of that kind of approach than HR people. HR people think that's creepy. HR people don't want you coming into the door and giving them a, a resume and having to talk with you about a potential job opening and whatever. They, they don't want to do that. But if the owner of the business is there, they think it shows initiative. They prefer that kind of approach. So, and, and when you are in the, uh, the market for a job and you're trying to find work, <clears throat> you, um, you, you run up into these uh, situations pretty regularly where uh, you apply and you never hear back. Right? Why is that? Well, because you um, because you are uh, you're in a pool, and the HR people are trying to kick as many people out of that pool as possible, so they can screen it down. They can limit it down to three, you know, four or five candidates, so they don't have to interview a hundred. So they're looking constantly for reasons to say no. You're out. No, you're out. No, you're out. And then you never hear back from them. So I think part of this goes at the feet of the HR people too. Whoever's doing these. Uh, uh, the surveys. But yes, I am also here totally fine to drag Gen Z as well. <laughs> I I can drag all of them. It's fine. Um, some of the other results from this survey. Um, candidates in this age group. Oh, here we go. More than half of employers surveyed said Gen Z candidates struggle the most with eye contact. Eye contact during the interview. Half of the employers, like you can't even make eye contact. They ask for unreasonable salaries. They dress inappropriately. They don't know what is appropriate work attire. Um, get this. 20% of employers said they have had recent college grads come in for the interview and bring a parent. Tommy, are you Gen Z? Yeah, just barely. Just You're on barely the, just on the edge. The front end? Yeah. Or the back end? The front end. Like the older the, the older, older Gen end. Z. Yeah. I think. Do you identify as a millennial? You got you got bad options all around there. Yeah, I just kinda I I do me, you know. I'm yeah. Tommy. I'm yeah, Tommy. Yeah. You can't put me in a box. Yeah, well, the thing is, look, I totally agree. Everybody's an individual, but the the thing about the generational cohorts is that you you all have sort of touch, similar touchstones, right? You you have a language you speak, you have fads sure. that you, you know, participated in or or rolled your eyes at everybody else following. For sure. Yeah. So you you, you speak a similar language, you know, as a generation. 
But that's got to suck being on the cusp of Gen Z and the millennials because, like, you don't. Yeah, really not have, any good, options, no good there. options there. But I will say, neither I nor any of my friends that I that I know of, at least, uh, none of us brought our parents to any Project. job interviews, and we're all doing all right. Yeah, there you go. So we all have jobs. That's so bizarre. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Can't can't imagine it. Mm-mm. Can't imagine it. Two and three. So sixty six percent of employers also say Gen Z employees are not able to manage their workloads. 63% consider Gen Z employees to be entitled. They say they get too offended too easily and overall are unprepared for the workforce. They believe the Gen Zs lack professionalism and do not respond well to feedback and have poor communication skills. I mean, just all around, just bad news all around. Now there is some there there is a counter argument here. I will I will make a defense of the youngsters of the Gen Zs. Uh, but first, half the respondents blamed parenting. The employers are blaming the parents, and they say for and they forty eight percent said COVID uh, is the culprit, and forty six percent say educators are the root of the problem. So basically, everybody like these employers are like, who is doing this? To, like, our recruiting class here. <laughs> like, the parents, COVID, educators. And I say, why not all of the above? You know, why can't it, why do I have to pick just one? Human resources expert Natalie Norfus, the founder of the Norfus firm in Miami, Florida, says that the new study calls the value of, calls into question the value of a college education, right? If if the kids are coming out of college and they're dragging their parents on job interviews and they can't make eye contact, what it, what is the point of the the college experience here? I mean, besides the drinking and the the dating, like you're supposed to get a resume at the end of that, maybe even an internship. And I didn't think it was necessary to to, to teach this, but maybe we do. Eye contact. <laughs> You're going to have to teach them eye contact. I have a response from a Gen Z. She didn't make it to me. She put it up on TikTok. I've got it. We'll take a listen to the Gen Z response. Hey, coming up on Wednesday, January 31st, 7 o'clock at Wingate University's Bat Center, WBT is going to be hosting the North Carolina 8th Congressional District Republican Primary Debate. Everybody from the lineup will be there. Bo and Beth moderating will be asking some questions, too. I think if they let me, I don't know. We'll see. Vince Coakley, <laughs> me, Brett Winterbull, Mark Garrison, Brett Jensen uh, will all be there. You can uh, you can join us. Go to WBT.com for details and to reserve your free tickets. And thank you again to our uh, venue sponsor, Wingate University. All right, so this survey comes out um, from Intelligent, a research firm. And they... They, uh, they interviewed, they surveyed a whole bunch of uh, employers, people making hiring decisions. And, man, they were brutal to the Gen Zs. So against this backdrop, I saw this video of this girl. She's dressed in, uh, like, her uniform. She works at Walmart, and she does a TikTok video because she's Gen Z. And they like to record themselves complaining about things. Unlike Gen Xers, 
where you actually had to toil away in a radio station in order to get a show so you could spend your days complaining publicly, like me. Right, so Gen Z, they like to do the TikTok videos, tell China all their their woes and whines. So here's the response. Uh, I guess she is the ambassador for her generation. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine to five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, (gasps) 40 hours a week. No. I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you Mm. first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Mm. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I don't want to work my tail end off, wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created, not Gen Z. We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined. We can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into what it did. You let it all run to hell and now it's gen z's fault because we don't want to work to fix your mistakes okay i think she may have a point (laughs) i think she may have a bit of a point not like a whole bunch of the other stuff she did no point um there's this there's a disconnect right there's a lot of disconnects but i i do i do think she has a point in that um it's it's tough starting off now Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. I mean, maybe consider a different kind of uh, a different kind of approach in the uh, voting booth. Just all right. We'll unpack more of her comments and and also and also get into some more of the details of the survey. These recent grads apparently completely unprepared to work. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, so we have the response from the ambassador for Gen Z, Generation Z. By the way, I feel it necessary to uh, to make this point. I think they were talking about it the other day on the morning show, and I had to uh, I had to text over to Bernie. You're like, dude, what are you what, what are you doing? You're not representing the Pete Callender show very well here because they started talking about Generation Alpha, and that's not what they're called. If you've met them, you would know they're not Generation Alpha. I will allow Gen A, but you have to pronounce it like Forrest Gump saying his girlfriend's name. 
that awful, awful woman, Jenna. You got to say it like that. That's the only way I will allow Jenna. You got to pick something else. You don't get to call yourself Alpha. That's like it's like picking your own nickname. No, you get you get those labels, you know, applied to you. Usually not in a good way. So anyway, let me go over here and talk to Rick. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, how you doing today, Pete? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up? Oh, uh, not much. First time caller. I uh, love your show. Thanks, sir. Uh, I just want to call in about the Gen Z or uh, whining. <laughs> when I got out of the military in 1983, I took a job making $6 an hour. I worked 20 hours a week, but yet we had six people living in a two-bedroom apartment. It's called roommates. <laughs> right. Right. You, know, you got to pay your dues. You, know, you just can't jump out and go be the chief executive if you hadn't learned how to crawl yet. Right. I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of the youths today have an unrealistic expectation of the career trajectory and how long it takes to get where you get to be comfortable. I think they have a, I think they have an unrealistic idea of that. Oh, you're true on that. That's like during the recession in my, in my career field, I'm in engineering. And when the guys were coming out of school, you know, they were expecting, you know, the, the fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar job right off the top. And you know, with the recession going on, they were laying off people. Well, they're greedy or dumb, undercut the people, took the same job at forty thousand dollars. Now they're whining they don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well see that I never had to worry about that because I chose a career in radio and you just you always make low amounts of money. That's it. It's just <laughs> <laughs> There's no expectation. I'm in construction. I've been in construction all my life. You know, I dropped out of high school, went in the military, got my GED, uh, worked my way through, you know, survey companies. And, uh, you know, I make a good living. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not six figures, but, you know, I'm up for five figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's... 30 years in the industry. Are you, uh, do you mind if I ask, are you single? Are you married? Recently single. Okay, so and that, so this is another component here, which is when you when you when you pair up with somebody, and now you get two incomes into the into the household, things become much easier than when it's just one person with one income trying to rent an apartment alone, right? Like you you have oh oh definitely yeah that's why like you said you had roommates I I had roommates I remember the first time I got uh, I was able to get out on my own. And I was living in literally a converted um, front porch. It was literally a front porch. Like my windows were the old like fo- uh, like the push out uh, screen window jobs, like right. it, like from a front porch because it was a front porch. And um, they, they slapped up some sheetrock, and I rented the thing out for like I think it was like two hundred fifty three hundred dollars a month, and it was like one room. It was tiny, but that's that was affordable. And you know, like this expectation that uh, like I alone am going to be able to afford what are the rents now probably around two grand a month it's crazy I wouldn't oh, no be able way. to yeah so I, like on on the one hand I I do sympathize with her and the idea that the economy is is terrible and that things are unaffordable because we're all feeling that and the 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 cost escalation due to inflation I feel her pain on that so that's why I said I give uh, like I, I give her a little bit of credit on that argument but that's the only one. <laughs> right yeah rick i appreciate the call buddy thanks all right man have a good day you too sir take care let me go over to line two and get david hello david welcome to the show 
Hey, Pete, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up? Well, I just wanted to comment on that Gen Z call. Uh, I totally agree with her. Uh, I'm what the what the kids are experiencing now, what they're facing is, I think, unprecedented. Mm-hmm. There is there is almost no way, unless you're making six figures, that you're going to be able to have a decent lifestyle. Now, I mean, just think about it. You you can't buy a house. What do you how are you going to buy a four or five hundred thousand dollar house? You know, making sixty seventy thousand a year. It's impossible, and, you, and that comment about um, they should have roommates—I mean, come on, that's not—that's not realistic. What? Why, wait, 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 hang on a second. How? Why is it not realistic? When, when do you think people should be able to afford to buy a house? I would say mid twenties to maybe thirty years old, something like that. You know, realistically, that's what it's been historically. It's—it's just—it's not fair what what they're facing. Um, the, all the all the benefits we've had. People, I mean, and I'm older than you, and you, and you're doing okay, obviously, but it's just, it's not going to be possible for them. You know, we, the debt we've taken from four trillion when when Bush took office to over thirty-four trillion now. Mm-hmm. The interest on the debt being a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. you can tax all you want. You're you're never going to overcome that. And they're just, I think what what the preceding generations have done to our youth. I do have you know kids in their low twenties. It's to me, it's just abominable. Yeah. So what? So I saw though the recent data came out on the salaries that are now starting to increase. Salaries are now there because it usually lags behind the inflation and the cost of goods and stuff. So now now salaries are rising, right? So like the, the same thing with you know oh I remember the days when gas was a nickel or whatever you know but yeah but also people made ten dollars a, a week or something so the 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 inflation sort of the you know the the cost of stuff goes up but then salaries rise as well because like you said people can't afford to buy the houses they're going to be you know stuck in the in the rental phase the, the the problem is this idea that she got out of college and she's saying that she should be able to afford her own place alone on one person's salary and she works at Walmart she's wearing a Walmart smock and I'm not so sure that that is a realistic perspective, right? Those are entry-level jobs unless she's going management track, right? And if you are a manager, then you do get to a point where you're able to afford to rent your own place and be alone uh, you know, uh, without roommates. That part might not be a real realistic, but, but Pete, wages are nowhere close to keeping up with inflation. Inflation is 19 or 20% pre-pandemic, 2020. Mm-hmm. They love to talk about it. It's three and a half percent a year. It is not three and a half percent a year. It's twenty percent in four years. Right. Nobody, no, nobody's got a twenty percent right. I Come agree. On. No. Well, it hasn't gone up twenty percent. No, but they are rising. That's what, and that's why I say they are starting to rise. And so, I don't know if they're going to ever catch up. I doubt it. But people will. You know, the idea there is that the, as you devalue the money, people are going to be making more of it. Right. Just like things become more expensive, so too do salaries. Now, if salaries don't keep up, then nobody's going to have any money to pay for anything. So, no, I I agree. Like I, I said at the beginning, when she made her when when I played the clip, I said I agree with her on the economic conditions. Um, some of the other stuff, I'm not like her saying like I work five days a week, forty hours a week, and like I never worked that. I always worked more, always. So, I don't know. I had multiple jobs, you know, and 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 I don't know what kind of quality of life she's. She's expecting what kind of standard of living she expects. I know I lived in poverty, 
<laughs> for uh, many, many years when I started out. Um, so, and, yeah. I, but you had, you, I, think, I think the difference is you had the opportunity to lift yourself out of that poverty. I don't think she's ever going to have that. Yeah, I don't know her story. All I know is what the clip I played. Uh, Dave, I, I appreciate don't mean, I don't. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I appreciate the call. No, it's fair points. That's what I said. Like, I'm not completely unsympathetic to some of her argument. That part about the economy, I agree with. By the way, after the 2 o'clock news, we're going to talk with uh, North Carolina Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, about crime. Message from Gary. He says, uh, regarding the entitled Gen Z in that video clip and others, I am 41 years old, graduated high school in 2000, my associates in electrical in 2002. My community college guaranteed a job after graduation. One problem, the North Carolina economy crashed in early 2000. No textile or furniture mills. Manufacturing was dead. What jobs? I ended up working sales and retail until I left to start back over in electrical to now have my own business. It's not easy for anyone. Grow up and stop expecting life to be handed to you. Kids have the world at their hands in a device. Um, this is from Illinois Refugee 27. Uh, that rant from the Gen Zer about working 40-hour weeks looks like she's wearing a Walmart smock. That won't cut it to be on your own. You know, the other thing is, you know, when people make these videos and they make these arguments, we don't know what her expenses are, right? So there's a lot of unknowns here, which is why I'm trying not to to drag her too badly um, because I don't know what her situation is. But I'm pretty confident that if I were to look at her budget, if she even has one, but if she has one, and I looked at her budget, I suspect I would be able to find savings. I would be able to find things to cut out of her budget. Also, 40-hour work week, five days a week, if they allow for overtime, I would recommend you work more than 40 hours a week. I would also recommend you get a second job, right? This way you get not just more skills, you get more money, and you're so busy, you're working all the time, you don't have any time to spend the money, right? It, it does wonders in cutting out the impulse buys, right? Um, let me see. This is from Mark who says, I'm calling BS on the caller. We all struggled at first. I didn't own a house until I was 30. Change your voting habits. Stop trying to get the free stuff. And did she say what her degree was? She did not. Um, and I don't even know if she said she went to college. I just assumed that she she did. Maybe she didn't. Um, this is from Russ. I get the inflation hurdle for people starting out. Uh, right, I do too. Uh, people are paying two to three times what we did for transportation and housing without a corresponding increase in wages, uh, but they need a paradigm shift. Many aren't willing to drive the crappy cars or live in the sketchy multi-roommate situations that we did. Also, the subscription services that are considered normal and necessary are eating up a lot of money. I've talked to many folks who have $250 to $500 per month in multiple music, video, and other entertainment subscriptions. Yeah, this stuff adds up. $0.99, cents, all the way up to 50 bucks. Yeah, like you, you start piling all those things together and 
it adds up. It takes a big chunk out of your budget. The first thing is you got to know your numbers. You got to know your budget. And you got, I mean, that means you got to sit down with your bank statements, right? You can't just rely on the little pie charts that the, that the bank gives you based on like the, the codes that they could figure out that the algorithms figured out. No, you, you got to sit down and do your numbers and you got to check back in like every six months, make adjustments, Recent college graduate Michaela Kelly, 21 from New York, said she never truly felt prepared to be thrown into a real-world interview. She's blaming the college that she graduated from, Auburn University, for not preparing her with things like interviewing skills or managing her finances. Right. Colleges are simply now a credentialing service, it seems. More and more evidence every single day.